Amen. John chapter 9, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. Somebody said he's been blind his whole life. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin? This man or his parents, that he was born blind. And Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the work of him that has sent me while it is day, for the night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground. Now he's, we were talking about a blind man that has been blind from his birth. The disciples have already tried to figure out what this man has done so that he would be in this predicament, in this situation. Jesus said he's been blind from his birth. This is not the sin of a parent. This is not the sin of this man. This is just so that I can do what I have come to do and so that I can show you what I have come to do. And when he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground. Everybody say he spit in the ground. He made clay with the spittle. said, that sounds good. That sounds a little messy. That sounds a little messy. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said unto him, go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. And he went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. And he said unto him, go and wash in the pool. Go and wash in the pool. Would you lift your hands towards heaven? Lord, we love you tonight. We're thankful for your powerful word. Your word is forever settled and it is anointed. We thank you tonight for your goodness, O God. We thank you for the powerful spirit that we feel in this room tonight, O Lord. Lord, we pray tonight, oh God, if there would be any hindrance, if there would be any distraction, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would block it right now. I pray over the next few moments, God, that your anointing that is in your word, God, that same anointing, oh God. That same anointing, oh God, I pray that it would flow through this house, God. That same supernatural power, oh God, that we just read about, I pray that it would manifest itself in this room tonight, oh God. Lord, we pray in this house tonight, oh God, that your word, oh God, that your word would not come back void, but there would be miracles in this house tonight, oh God. That there would be signs in this house tonight, Lord. That there would be wonders, oh God, not because of the person that is delivering, oh God, but the word. In the name of Jesus, Lord, in the spirit that it, that word represents in this house tonight, oh God. We give you thanks and we give you praise right now in the name of Jesus. Would you take, now this is going to have to just make you do something for just a moment, but would you take right now about 15 or 20 seconds and would you, without anyone leading you with me setting this microphone down, would you just lift up the name of Jesus in this house? Would you begin to magnify Jesus in this room tonight?
We magnify you, Jesus. What if somebody just did it for another five seconds right now? We are not in a hurry tonight. We praise you, great God. In the name of Jesus, if you're going to keep on preaching tonight, you can be seated in the name of Jesus. As our text unfolds tonight, we find a very familiar passage of Scripture. We know where Jesus is heading when he is walking through this area. But I find it very interesting that as Jesus begins to walk through, there's a man. There's a blind man that is blind from his birth. He has never seen anything with his natural eyes he has never been able to experience what a sunshiny day would look like he's never understood what a storm cloud looks like he can only imagine them by what people have described to them this is a man who has probably for the most of his life has been just setting as a beggar because as you all know tonight that when someone in these days would have some type of disability of any kind that would put them in a way like this. They would be considered almost as an unclean person. And they would not be fit to do anything really within the household. And while his legs worked and while his arms, I'm sure, worked and while he was able to walk, we know as we're going to find out in just a few moments, we understand that he cannot see. And without a touch from Jesus, there is no way possible in his day. There's no science that is going to try to be able to figure out and how to fix him. There's no hope for him to ever be able to see again or ever be able to see to begin with. And as Jesus passes by, he sees this man which is blind from his birth. And the disciples asked him, well, we just read the text, but the disciples asked him, who has sinned? Who did this kind of thing? Because in those days they equated anything that would go wrong. Any type of physical uh, ailment was, was, was related so many times to almost a, a, a curse as, as something that would, that, would, that would fall down. Did his parents do something? And so uh, when they birthed him, he was blind as a consequence of something that they had done. And Jesus quickly tells them, you're missing the whole point right now. You're missing out on what is about to happen in just one moment. In just one instant, you're missing out on the big picture. Tonight, you may have come in this room tonight with all kinds of obstacles. And with those obstacles, you have come up with all kinds. Those obstacles have become excuses tonight for you. And you say, if I wasn't in this situation or in that situation. And if I had not done this or if I had not done that, then I wouldn't be in this situation. Have you ever fallen into that category? I know I sure have. I know some maybe in this house have never fallen into that category. But there are things that I have thought I am paying for what I have done. A choice maybe that I have made. I, now I'm, I'm, I'm reaping those consequences of something that I have to do, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, I am now having to take care of those things and make that thing that was, that was an error make it right. And so we come into the house of the Lord sometimes feeling like um, I really enjoy feeling the, I, I, I'm really thankful and I enjoy 
feeling the presence of God. The blind man could have said, I am not interested at all, Jesus, in you taking care of my situation, but I do like how it feels to know that you're nearby. I wonder tonight how many people, I believe by the help of the Holy Ghost, this is not going to be the case, but I wonder tonight if chance would happen, I wonder how many people tonight, Bishop, have walked into this room and have felt literally felt, whether you knew what you felt or not, literally felt the brushing of angels as they have walked through this house tonight and as they have moved up and down these aisles tonight. The presence of God that has been so rich and so real in this house you have felt. I wonder tonight how many people have felt that. I wonder tonight how many people have also walked into this room tonight on the very edge, on the very brink of saying it is over and it is finished and it is done and I quit and I throw in the... I wonder tonight how many people have walked into the room and said, I have been dealing with this ailment. I have been dealing with this disease. I have been dealing with this financial uh, issue and burden. I have been dealing with this thing in my mind. I have been dealing with this thing in my marriage and I cannot take it anymore. And you for a moment are almost just... I feel something... I can't see anything tonight, but I feel something. I feel the presence of God, but, but, but I can't see what he's doing. I come in blind tonight, and I, I cannot see anything, but I know that something is moving. I'll fix these in a little while. Something is moving in this house. Jesus begins to walk by the blind man. The disciples say, who has sinned? And you come into the house tonight and you wonder tonight, are people thinking about who I am? Are people thinking about what? And, and let me just let you in on a secret tonight. The enemy is very good. At making your mind think that people believe something about you that is not true. What are, you, are you just saying I can just do it? No, that's not what I just said, but what I'm saying is, is that we have come in sometimes with a mindset. I bet they're wondering who has sinned. I come in and I've had the worst week of my life. I've had the worst month of my life. I, you, you may come in and you'd be like, this is, I need a repeat of 23. I mean, it's just, just one thing after another. And you feel like that and you come in and instead of, you, you're feeling the presence of God. You're feeling the brushes of angels wings. You're feeling the spirit of God. And, and, and you know that the power of God is flowing and is operating. And right before you would say, hey, hey I'm blind. But I, need, I don't need to just feel this tonight. 
I, I need what I feel to come over me. I need what I feel not to just not to just soothe me like a Tylenol, but I need what I feel to come in and cure me and make me whole. I need what I feel not to just be something to make me be able to sleep tonight, but I need what I feel to be able to change my mind. I need it to be able to change my spirit. I need it to be able to change the way that I operate and the way I think and listen to me. About the time, I'm just going to tell you how it is tonight. About the time that you are convinced this is Jesus, I feel. Brother Hewling, this is not just goosebumps that I feel. This is not just maybe the kick up of an AC unit uh, that's flowing in here because the people are beginning to move in the house of God. But this is the power of God, I feel. This is the presence of God, I feel. I tell you tonight, as soon as you start feeling that, you start hearing this. Wait a minute. You done messed up. You done messed up. You've done made too many mistakes. You, what do you mean? You're going to come into this house again and expect God to do that for you again? I mean, who do you think you are? What do you think you are? I'm going to tell you who I think I am. Last time I checked, I'm a child of the king. And there is no sin. That is too bad. There is no place tonight. I feel in the Holy Ghost to tell you there is no place that you have went or that you can go that Jesus. Jesus is walking by tonight. Jesus is moving in the house tonight. Jesus said nobody sinned. He's not sinned. His family's not sinned. I'll hurry real quick for you. I've allowed this to happen. Oh. When I went through one of the hardest times in 41 years of my life, not very long, not many years ago, when I found out and I really come to the realization and got the revelation that there's not anything that can touch me. That Jesus doesn't allow to touch me. Nobody's sin. I just want to show you that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I want to show you a miracle. Disciples, I want to show you a miracle, followers. I want to show you what I'm capable of doing in my presence in just one moment. I must work the works of him that sent me while it's day. The night comes. No man can work as long as I am in the world. I'm the light of the world. And I'm fixing to show this whole area right here. He was close to the pool of Siloam, and that was close to the temple. And while that pool was originally built so that there would be force, it was sent like water was sent to that pool so that they would have water. That pool was also positioned right by the temple. And it's in that pool that they would go and they would wash. They would make themselves clean. So that they could begin the process of going to the temple. And he said, I'm fixing to show them what no pool and no temple alone can do. I don't venture to say, but I would say, without a doubt in my mind, that this man had never been in the temple because he was blind. 
This man was not whole because of his blindness. Maybe they used that pool for other things, but I believe that primary purpose of that pool was for the rituals that they would do before they, so that they could get to that place. It was like a cleansing thing. The Jewish people, so it would be like a cleansing for them. Jesus said, watch what I'm fixing to do. The disciples already understood, and in this house tonight, I want to make clear to you that it is possible that while you're in this room tonight, sitting in this room tonight without zero action, it's possible. Without zero action tonight, Jesus can work with the miraculous in your life. It's possible tonight that he could do that and that he will do that. But I've come to tell someone tonight that's not how he always does it. Sometimes he bids to a lame man, hey, come on over. And he just says, all right, here I come. I'm going to go ahead and go to Jesus. I'm not going to start that marathon tonight. I'm afraid something might I'm just, I've just got the energy tonight, so I better not. But they find out that there are many ways that Jesus can work the miraculous. Sometimes it doesn't even feel like that he's working a miracle. He says, I should have. I heard somebody today talking about some props, and I should have, I should have requested some props Tonight, but I didn't. But Jika, I didn't want to mess this carpet up tonight. But I need that donkey. (laughs) But sometimes miracles, Pastor Beecher, are messy. And so Jesus says, here's what I'm fixing to do. I, I could just say, hey, man, open your eyes up. Lay hands on him, not lay hands on him. He had the power. But he said, watch what I'm fixing to do. He spits. I ain't got no spit in me anyway. But he spits in the mud. Oh. And he gets down in the mud. And he makes like a ball, if you will. Anybody feel like they're in Sunday school right now? Come on. And he takes the mud. This is messy, but you want to see. This is messy, but you've never seen before. This is messy, but your life is nothing without the miracle. Your, your life is nothing. Your, your purpose cannot be fulfilled without the miracle. I said your purpose cannot be fulfilled Without the miracle. I'm going to pause for just a moment. Would you hold my mud? Thank you. <laughs> there are miracles in this room. That when they occur and when they take place. That miracle is going to cause a fire. Inside of complete families. Inside of complete homes. I don't know about that. I do know about that tonight. There are miracles in this house tonight that are just this close. Brother Marley, there's miracles that are just this close. And when that miracle takes place, 
A phone's going to begin to ring. A text message is going to begin to go out. And there's going to be something that begins to take place in people that you don't even believe would ever step foot inside the house of God. People that have turned you off from Bible studies in your own family are not going to be able to stay away from you when the miraculous begins to take place. Jesus says, here we go. And the disciples got to be thinking, what are you doing? The power of God is moving and shifting in this house right now. There's such a powerful presence of the Lord. I don't know, it has been a minute since I have been in an atmosphere where I literally, Brother Beecher, it's like I feel faith. It's like I see faith tonight. And Jesus takes that mud and he wipes it in the eyes of the blind man. I mean, insult to injury right now. He's blind, now his eyes are burning with mud probably. And I'm sure the disciples are thinking, okay, what's fixing to happen here? Is this mud going to like crust over and then fall off? And then this guy's going to be like, man, I can see. I was blind. Now I can see. That's not what happened. Jesus said that pool, that pool that everybody else is going to, that pool that everyone else is going to. You hear me right now? The pool that everyone else is going to that is put in a Band-Aid on the issue that they're dealing with. That coping mechanism, that pull that they're going to, just to cleanse themselves for the moment so that they can go into the temple. Just to cleanse themselves for just a few seconds or a few minutes or a few hours of a certain day of a certain month or a certain time of the week or a certain time of the year, whether it be uh, Passover or one of those types of things. I'm fixing to send you to a place. And when I send you to that pool, there will never be anything about that pool that will ever be the same. Now, I don't know, Brother Healing, this man is blind. They say that it was close, had to be in close proximity to where this blind man was at, but nonetheless, put a blindfold on me, even though... We have this building, the layout of this building, the chairs even. We have those pretty pretty good idea. Why? Because we've seen them hundreds of times. And if you blindfolded me at the back doors and said, could you get to the uh, platform, I could at some point get to the platform. But I'm going to, I don't care how many times I have it memorized, I'm going to forget that a table last week was moved Or that a sign was moved from this area to this area over the weekend. And now I'm bumping into things. I'm making a mess of myself. I don't know. And the scripture does not tell us clearly. Whether this man got to the pool by himself. Or if he had some friends. I do know this, if you read a little further on, his parents know that he was blind from his birth. I'm not 100% sure that his parents really wanted to own him. So I have a feeling, by the way that the scripture reads out, that his parents, his family was not close by to him. He was just what they called, he was just a beggar. 
He was sitting by the wayside. What are you telling me? I'm telling you tonight, I don't care how messy it feels. I don't care how messed up it feels. You might feel like tonight, if I did this, if I made a move, you feel... See, you always feel like you're hitting a wall when you know that you're, that you're, that you're talking about what's going on. And every time... I begin to say something about making a move and stepping out and somebody's just doing something out of the ordinary. You feel for just a moment that hesitation. Because you begin to wonder again, what are people going to say about me, Brother Marla? What are people going to think about me if I get up and I make this move? What is God? I'm telling you tonight, if I had to, and I, I'll do it if I need to, if I had to tonight, I would not let a row of chairs get in my way. You hear me right now? I would not let, I wouldn't let a preacher get in my way. I wouldn't let a schedule get in my way. I wouldn't let, you hear me, I wouldn't let a family member get in my way. I don't know how he got there, but he began to make his way to the pool. Now there are steps, some would even say that you had to almost crawl through almost like tunnel-like uh, uh, terrain to get to this pool from where he was at. I don't really know all the particulars on that. If you do, God bless you. I'm thankful for that tonight. But all I know is that he had to make a choice and he had to make up in his mind I can either be healed and made whole right now or I can go and sit in my place with mud on my eyes and just insult to injury. Would you right now lift your hands towards heaven right now in this house? Would you begin to call on the name of Jesus in this room? I need someone with faith right now to begin to. You need to pray right now that the gifts would begin to flow over you. Keep praying, would you? And he made his way as he had to push, as he felt the resistance, but there was something in his corner. There was a spirit and a power that was stronger than any of the naysayers that might have been standing by. That it was stronger than the people that were gathering around the pool to do their ritual thing that had just come to church just to be at church. And he said, I'm going to push my way. And as he pushed his way, No doubt, he may have stumbled. He may have fallen a few times while he was trying to get there. But the scripture says that he went to the pool. He went to the pool. And as he washed his eyes, as he washed his eyes, as he washed his eyes with the mud that Jesus had anointed and put on his eyes. As he began to make a move. As he got to the pool called sent. Because he was sent. As he got to that place. Something began to shake and something began to move. 
And the scripture says that he went and washed in the pool of Shalom, being interpreted sent. And he went his way, therefore, and was washed. And he came out of the pool singing. In this house tonight, in this house tonight, Jesus is here tonight. Brother Sanders, Jesus is in the house tonight. I know you might feel like it's a mess in your life. I know you might feel like you have done too much and went too far. But Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus is in the room. Mm. Would you lift your hands right now in the presence of God? Would you pray right now that the Lord would make you sensitive in this house tonight? You're in this house, everybody's praying, so you ain't got to worry about it anyways. In this house tonight, if you need a touch that only He can give you, is there anybody in this house tonight that would just maybe move from where you're at right now? Maybe you're sitting down and you would just stand up tonight. Maybe you'd say, you know what? I don't feel like that's good enough. I got to move tonight. I need to get to the I need to get to the pool tonight. I need to get to the altar tonight. I need to get to the place tonight. Mm.